Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Vayetze Chamishi, the fifth Aliyah in Parshas Vayetze. This is a very curious Aliyah. It is on the topic of the sheeps and the sticks. It is a long Aliyah as well. It is 32 psukim running from Perak Lamed Pasuk Chavches to Perak Lamed Aleph Pasuk Yutazayim. Let's take a look at a, a brief overview and try to understand what's really going on in this Aliyah. So in the, they we're in the middle of a negotiation between um, Lavan and Yaakov. Yaakov said he just wants to leave. Lavan says, you've been so useful to me. And now what goes on is, is the negotiation of wages. So yeah, Lavan says, you know what, you're right. Let's, let's establish a, way, a fixed wages and I'll give whatever it is that you, you ask. So yeah, Yaakov says, look, you know that I've worked with you. I've been honest with you. And, uh, and now you've become incredibly successful at my behest. So um, Lavan says, you're right. Well, well, you know, what, uh, what, what, what would you like? To do this, so he says, um, um, if you do this for me, I'll carry on looking after your sh- your sheep. This will be the, the terms of contract. Um, and here's here's what we're going to do. Um, I would like to have any lambs which are dotted or streaked, and any uh, and um, um, and uh, uh, among the goats, and any um, um, darker color sheep will be uh, will be will will belong to me, and that's what I would take as my reward. So. He also points out that in the future, on my righteousness will be proven through this process, and I'll get what I, it is that I deserve. And anything I have which is not those colors will clearly be indicated that I stole. It's not, but it does not belong to me. So Lauren says, Go ahead, no problem, go for it. Hain, let, 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 let this be the case. So that's what happens. So at this point, Lavan then goes and removes. He takes um, all the speckled, the, all the, uh, the streaked and dotted, anything which has any goats which have white in it, any dark um, lambs, and he goes and he gives and he gives them to his children, and he sa- sends them three d- d- days distance, so they're not going to be anywhere nearby. And while they're gone, Yaakov takes these these um, sapling branches and he and he 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 makes cu- cuts in them, so he st- cuts streaks in them, so they they are they they look like they're streaks of white, as you see the sap through them, and he places them in the, the, the troughs of the water feeders. And so as the um, sheep came to them, and they were, it sounds like they're on, they're on heat, it's in mating season, and, um, and they had these children, which are now ringed and streaked and, and dotted. Um, so Yaakov takes the new children, which are the new lambs and, and kids, which are belonging to him, puts them in their own adder, in their own flocks, and he keeps doing this process with a stronger of the sheep as well. And we hear this is a very, very successful program. And he's very, very successful. He has a tremendous amount of wealth because of this whole program. Um, in the meantime, the children of Lavan start hearing this. And they say, you know, Yaakov's taking all our wealth from us, all our assets, the estate. He's doing all this. And Yaakov sees that Lavan's face is not quite the same way it used to be, not as jolly as it was when dealing with him in the, pre, in, in the past. So at this point, Hashem turns, it appears to Yaakov and says, it's time to go back to the land of your fathers and I'm going to be with you. So Yaakov goes and he calls his wives, he calls Rachel Nea, and he says, uh, look, I'm, I'm looking at your, your father and he's not looking at me in the same way we used to. And I had a dream and uh, I, I, I worked very hard for your father. Your father cheated me well over, t- uh, you know, ten, 10 sets of times. And Hashem didn't allow him to harm me, but uh, and I, I saw in a dream that the sheep would, uh, which sheep would be the ones that should be the ones I should choose because he was keep, kept on cheating me, and um, and this Malach appeared to me and helped me out. And now I've now been appeared to uh, Hashem appeared as, and said, I Kel Kel, I'm the, the God of Basel, and I you uh, where you placed this where you originally came to this place and you made this pillar there, 
and you, now is the time to return it. What do you think? And Rachel and Leah respond, we are, we are no longer belonging here. Our father essentially treats us as strangers. He's taken all our money and assets away from us. Now let's go. We, we, whatever Hashem says, we are going to do. So it's a very complex aliyah. First basic thing is, what is why is Yaakov asking for such interesting wages? I mean, he could have just given him a number. Like he could have given him the, the average, you know, lowest uh, wage income per hour or contract. Why, why this whole business? So Rav Hirsch says he understood that any wages that which already exist, any money which already exists, Lavon is going to negotiate and twist and, uh, and cheat and triple tax and all kinds of things. So he says, I need to have something which is not here yet, which is going to un- inarguably be mine once it's born. So he, creates, so he makes it based on the future. That's what Rav Hirsch understands. The Malman says that really... What Lavan was claiming, listen to the deviousness of this. Lavan was saying to him is, you can't really leave now because the last 14 years was really owed, um, you, you weren't working for your wives. I gave them to you as a gift. I, that was, you were really working for wages. So I, if, I'll pay the wages, but then you can't really take your wives because that's really just, I gave them to you, so to speak, on lease. You know, I really have the rights of control. So Yaakov says, no, no. I, I actually worked for the hands of the, your two daughters in marriage. And the reason why you owe me is because I work beyond what a normal worker does. And that's the expression which has been given over here. Now, what was this whole business? What was Yaakov's plan? What was Lavan's response to it? What is really going on over here? So Rashi explains that Yaakov wants to show his honesty. So he asks the spotted and streaked goats and the darker, the darker sheep and streaked and spotted sheep as well. And he asks someone to remove any of those colors already so that there'll be no claim that any of those lambs or kids belong to Yaakov. So anything born from here on inwards will be inarguably, uncontrovertibly, Yaakov's. Lavan was happy with these terms because it was unlikely that any of the livestock would birth such animals if most of them had been removed. They're, just, they're more the anomaly than the rule. And so he took all the white, all the white in, the, um, in the goats and all the dark in the sheep and he left behind just that. Now what's interesting is Rashi points out that Lavan also took away all the strong sheep. So Lavan was essentially taking away anything which, which, um, was, uh, um, w- w- um, which would have been giving or pro- producing anything which is strong. He just leaving the weaker sheep behind. And Yaakov then separated the lambs and, and the kids of his color and continued the whole process with the sticks. So that's what the general overview is according to Rashi. The Ramban did point, points out that one, one of the parts in which Lavan cheated was that he and didn't just remove the children, the Kvasim and the Izim the, the, um, from, the, from the, the, the pack, from the herd. Rather, he actually brought also the rams and the ewes and the adult goats, which would now mean almost impossible that the adults would be able to produce. So Yaakov had told him to take the younger goats and younger lambs but now he'd taken everything as well. And this way, this way it made it impossible to really get produce. So as Rav Hirsch points out, he left him a completely, uh, complete um, um, group of sheep, which was white, and complete, all the completely black and dark goats, which were not the ones that he was able to keep. So there's no gene pool for Yaakov to produce it. However, the Malvin points out that the problem with these approaches that we're looking at up till now is that it, it seems that Yaakov you know, is, is taking the law into his own hands and acting deviously. But why? Wasn't that part of the contract? So perhaps you say, well, he took the adults. The adults. That's what was against the, the rules, the quantity of Lavan. But the, the Malvin says, no, 
Yaakov actually really had two requests. Yaakov had back back wages for all the extra work he had done, and he had future wages for all the work he's about to do. The back wages was that Yaakov should get any of the streaked or dotted um, sheep or goats from because of the past work, and anything born in the future for will will be will be his as well. Lavan cheated him and explained that really he needed to take the the ones out because that would make it unfair and he made a whole case and twisted the whole twisted so Lavan took out the things which really belonged to Yaakov. So that means to say that Yaakov had the right to be able to because there was no he had no recourse as well. Okay. Now what actually happened biologically? How did this whole process work? Rashi gives two explanations. He says the animals were looking into the water and they were surprised by these reflections. They jumped backwards. They were on heat and it made them more susceptible to mating and they had children based on that. The, the, he quotes another voracious rabbi, Medrash, that the water itself Im, Im, or miraculously impregnated the sheep without the need of a male. So this is completely a miraculous process. The Malmö says that the way that it worked was there was somewhat a semi-natural process here, which is that the these streaked um, pieces of uh, these these wands as they called or these uh, these uh, pieces of wood were in the center of the trough so that when they looked across the reflection they saw the reflection in the water um, to the sheep across them and the the thought process that's accompanied before the mating process does have a biological impact on the child itself on the on that which is the production but in the end of the day says the Malbim it still was a miracle yeah this is the minimal hishtadlis the minimal amount of effort that he went through but really it was Hashem orchestrating this as well at the end, you'll notice that a new species or new subtype seems to be produced, which is aquadim, which is ringed. So why were they produced? So Rashi explains this fits into the point that Yaakov says later on that he was that Lavan changed the terms of contract ten times over. So one of the things in the middle was he turned it to that as well. You'll notice an interesting thing, and that is, who's the first people to grumble about Yaakov's success? They're the sons of Lavan. Rav Sarotskin points out that it's always that way. This anti-Semitism always begins with students and the youth. They didn't get to see the Jews when they came as foreigners with not a single, not a single um, um, coin to their name, who had to climb up in an industry which, which were mostly banned from, clubs they couldn't attend, schools they were not, did not get access to, and law firms that they were, that they were not accepting Jews. That, those young, young the, the next generation never saw how much the Jews had to work so hard to become who they became in the new country. All they see is the success of the children and the grandchildren, the success of the Jews after all the struggle. And they say, wait a second, but you're taking away our well-deserved positions. You're taking away our, our, our estate. It always starts that way with a new generation who doesn't appreciate who the Yaakov was who came at the beginning. Only had his stick. So says, this is something which haunts us throughout Jewish history, is the next generation who don't appreciate the struggle. Now, why does Hashem appear right now at this point in time at the end? So yeah, the Orach HaMakadosh says, Hashem says, look, I've seen all the trickery, the many attempts to change the terms in the favor of, of Lavon, and I've protected you, Yaakov. So, uh, uh, but now Lavon is using his trafim to help him succeed, and Hashem says, I'm not going to allow it to happen, meaning Lavon is divining what the animals would, would, would be produced, um, and I'm not going to let that happen. It's now time to leave. Uh, why now specifically? So the Malbim explains that it's specifically now because um, up till now, he'd been dealing with trickery and deceit for so many years. But being accused of thievery himself, that's something he cannot live with. Meaning, to be at, to be at the wrong end of, of the stick when it comes to being a victim, that he can manage to live with. But to be at the wrong end of the stick in terms of being accused of things one didn't do, that he will not be able to take. Hashem says it's time to leave now. With this, we conclude the fifth Aliyah in Pasha Sayyid. So have a meaningful and wonderful day.